So the word from Paul Anthony Jones's clever collection of obsolete words that sort of popped intuitively and spontaneously into our imaginations for a service of tenebrae, a service of shadows, is the word interfulgent. It's an obsolete word, but if you took even a year of Latin in prep school, you can take it apart, right? This is made up of two Latin words, the Latin preposition inter, as in uh, internal or interior, or interstate, which is a road that travels between or through states, so that Latin preposition inter, and this Latin word fulgent, which comes from a Latin verb fulgera, which means to shine. And so interfulgent is something that shines through, maybe light and sun rays uh, shining through the leaves and limbs of a dark forest. If you Google interfulgent on the internet, these are the sorts of photos that will pop up. So Katie, when you hear the word interfulgent, what do you see or feel in your mind's eye? I, I love that interplay of light and darkness. I just think it's so important for us as Christians. And the first thing that comes to mind actually for me is that Leonard Cohen quote, uh, where there's a crack in everything and that's how the light gets in. I think it Something about interfulgence just admits that things are hard, that things are impossible, um, and yet doesn't quite give up on hope. Yeah, yeah. So why did that word interfulgent, a beautiful word, beautiful image, why did that pop into our heads spontaneously for this service of shadows, do you think? I mean, for me, I think it's that sense that... Last year, maybe we couldn't have held on to a word like interfulgent, right? We were in a really disorienting time, um, and it seemed like darkness was just the truth, right? Um, But after a year of holding on to darkness, um, we, we need to see this interplay of darkness and light in order to see that there's a way out. So even at, at Christmas time, you talked about this lunar spirituality that sometimes Christianity has this solar um, light, happy um, kind of rainbows and puppy dogs kind of theology, but <laughs> that we really are lunar people. And I think interfulgent has that same tone to it for um, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday this year. What, where do you see um, just that interfulgent texture in the gospel stories that we just talked about? It's great. It's a great question. St. John's Passion story, of course, is full more of shadow than of light. It's a very grim and sad story, a tragic story. And yet, here and there, there seem to be glimmers of light. I think John is foreshadowing for us the victory that's going to come in three days on Easter Sunday morning. We've read the whole story many times, so we know how this ends. That helps a little bit. That's interfulgence in itself. But even besides that, in the story itself, in the story of Jesus' passion, John gives us these little rays of hope. For instance, uh, the shadow of grief. Mary of Bethany, one of Jesus' best friends, understands the importance of his life and the imminence of his death, and she says farewell before it's too late. Mm. She breaks open this jar of expensive perfume, a huge amount of very expensive perfume. John tells us that it was worth about a year's salary. So what is that for a working person in Palestine? $50,000 a year. This irritates Jesus' CFO, Judas Iscariot, and I get it. 
He's got a point. And yet, as I mentioned before, John tells us that when Mary broke, broke open this lavish perfume, dumps it on his feet, and wipes it up with her hair, which was not done by a proper Palestinian woman in the first century, the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. But then, of course, Katie, we get to the crucifixion story. Is there any shining of light in the, in the crucifixion story itself? Do you see any interfulgence at that point? Yeah, it seems like, you know, when you look through uh, on a forest path um, and you see that interplay of light and darkness, uh, it's easy to see the trees, right? The, the things that are blocking the light. Um, and I think the crucifixion story has that tone to it that we see, I mean, literally, right? The tree of the crucifixion. Um, and the darkness that the, that the shadows cause, but they're, we talk about them as shadows, right? And so a shadow implies that there is light. So, uh, you know, like, like I tried to unpack a little bit in that story of Jesus um, talking to his, you know, beloved best friend, his disciple, um, and his only uh, relative, right, his mother, um, he, he tries to create something new and beautiful for them even in the, in the shadow of pain and in the shadow yes, of grief. So yes. um, I think, you know, there is a place to see that light even when we see the shadows. Yeah, and even when he dies finally, before Jesus dies, before he gives up the Spirit to his Father, he cries out in a loud voice, it is finished. One word in Greek, tetelestai, but it's not a sigh of despair. It is an acclamation of triumph, right? Not finished, I'm defeated, but it is finished, it's accomplished. I've finished my work. Even death is finished. And so that little interfulgence, even at the point of Jesus' last breath, I think John means for us to see. And so, Katie, that was then. This is now. Is there in any interfulgence facing us here uh, in April of 2021? See any glimmers of light? I mean, it, day after day, more people are vaccinated, yes. um, yeah. which gives us hope. Yeah. We are having Easter in person this year. Yes. Yeah. Um, a s small handful of people here in our sanctuary, two services out in our garden. Um, and so that gives me hope. Uh, our confirmation students were so delighted that the football season started for New Trier. Thank God. Um, basketball arenas are full again. Not full, full, um, but there's people there, right? Yes. So um, we're starting to be re-anchored. We're not out in the middle of the ocean. Um, we're heading home. Thank you for the interfulgence in April of 2021 for what we're facing here in Northern Illinois at this time of the pandemic. Christine uh, pointed Katie and me to this wonderful poem by Jan Richardson, which is sort of adjacent to that line from Leonard Cohen, there's a crack in everything, that's how the light gets in. Please listen to this poem and then we'll finish this little conversation. Ms. Richardson said, This blessing is for when it is difficult to dream of what could lie beyond the fracture, 
the rupture, the cleaving through which has come a life you do not recognize as your own. When all that inhabits you feels foreign, your heart made strange and beating a broken and unfamiliar cadence, let there come a word of solace, a voice that speaks into the shadow shattering, reminding you that who you are is here, every shard somehow holding the whole of you that you cannot see, but is taking shape even now, peace joining to peace in an ancient, remembered rhythm that bears you not toward restoration, nor toward return, as if somehow you could become unchanged, but steadily deeper into the heart of the one who has already dreamed you complete. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Amen.